to help you to realize that you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You're not going along by yourself. You have a supernatural force that is going to help you with this process. You can do it because you have help on board to help you through it. And to help you not to despise the process. Growth hurts. Change hurts. But we can't despise it. When the boys was little, couldn't wait till they got from being in my lap to being able to walk. Four boys being able to walk brought different challenges. It was a process. When the house was quiet, something was going on. Because I'm used to them running, playing, doing something. I'm like, they doing something or they sleep? Let me go see which one. It's a process. If we want to go from here to California, you got a process. So don't despise it. Why? Because the process is what you believe in God for. I want growth. It's going to take a process to grow. Why? Because he's trying to spiritually mature us, not just give us an emotional fix. And when you are mature, like Paul said, whatever state I'm in, I'm okay. We say yes, but that's hard to be in. But with the strength and the help of God, we can do it. Because he's on board and he's helping us with the process. Going through a couple things, and I say, God, why, why am I going through this? What are you trying to teach me? Because he's not trying to keep it secret from you because he wants you to pass the test. He wants you to learn the things he wants you to learn from this situation and his circumstance. He said... For when I give you my people, you know how to handle it because you know how to handle this situation. So the lion, the bear, is the experience you're going to have for when Goliath comes. But if you don't go through nothing, you're not going to know how you're going to handle when situations come. In my situation, I can't trust man. I got to trust God. If God did it, if God said it, he's going to provide and he's going to make a way. I can't look to the left. I can't look to the right. I got to look to God. I said, okay, God, one area I'm thinking, I'm, I'm so used to you in this way. He said, no, I got many options and many plans. Don't get caught up in me coming the same way because I'm, I'm coming in a different direction. I said, okay, God, so you trying to get me just to depend on you, not try to figure it out, not try to work it out. When you say you go do it, you go do it in your timing, and I just rely totally on you. Got it. Still in the midst of it, but I got what he want me to have in it. To depend on him. So when he see fit for this situation to be done with, he go work it out in his timing. I can't rush it. Cake is in the oven. If it says it's going to take an hour, it's going to take an hour. You saying, come on, come on, come on. Ain't going to help get that cake done faster. It's It's not. It's a process. And when you look at the cake when it initially goes in, it looks totally different when it come out after the fire go to the cake. 
It's totally different. Different form, different smell, different shape, everything. So you're going to look different after the process. You're not going to look the same. So don't despise it. Embrace it. Because it's going to be the betterment of you. Our text scripture is Genesis 1, 26 through 29. Pastor David has been giving us that scripture for destined for increase. And my subtopic is divine design. You are a divine design because of God. Verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fishes of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27, so God created them in his image in the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. 28, then God said, then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fulfill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the sea and of the birds of the air and every thing that moves on the earth. 29. And God said, see, I have given you the earth, the yield seed, which is on the face of all the earth and every tree, which fruit yields, seeds yield to you, such shall be food. Everything that we needed, he gave to us. And that he said, let us make man in our image. The Trinity was talking there. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost was having a discussion about us. We are made in their image. We are made in their likeness when he created us. Creator is not only used, it's only used as divine workmanship, always indicating the production of something new. The word is used three times in the account. The initial creation of Genesis 1 and 1, and that's the creation of matter. Animal life, that's in Genesis 1, 21. And man in the image of God, that's in Genesis 1, 27. Each seem as a unique beginning. Every life, whether at the beginning stage or the end, shares the same value before God. Every life. That's why we should never hold on to racist beliefs. All humans, not just a certain race, are created in God's image. Each person equally bears the image of God. We are all made in his likeness. 
We, not, we might not be doing what he wants us to do, but we're yet in his likeness. So that's why you can't ha- hate the white man. No matter what you feel the white man might be doing. He's still in the image of God. And the white man can't hate us. Because we are yet in the image of God and in his likeness. I can hate what you do, but I can't hate you. I got to love you despite what's going on. I got to love you despite what I see. And that's why he have equipped us to be able to help that person. I work at a bank. A guy came in the other day, and he's in the process of going through the change. He has a new name. He want to be called by that new name. I can't help hate him. As he was talking and convinced this is who he was born to be, who he's going to be, literally changing his name, changing his social security number, doing everything, slowly going through the change of becoming a woman. God says, see, this is what I call y'all to come out here and help people. He think it's okay. But he was not created in that image. God created him to be a male and not a female. But nowadays, if we don't like it, we can suck it in. We can get a new. We can enlarge. We can do whatever. If you have enough money, you can make whatever you want to happen, happen for you. That don't mean it's the will of God because I can make it happen. Because I can do it, that don't mean it's the will of God. Yeah, a lot of us would mind a little tummy tuck, a little suck up, or, or something. But you know, if you got a real core and a real foundation, you can work it off. It's just going to take time. It ain't going to come instantaneously. So how bad do we really want it? Because uh, <laughs> we're going to pull from that table. We're going to do them planks. We're going to do them sit-ups. If you want the butt lifted, you're going to do the butt lifts. You're going to do what all you got to do that your body and other equipment can help you get to that shape that you want to be. Want a different nose? You can pay money to get a different nose. It's a process, but we have to do it the way that God wants us to do it. The way he created us. He said when he got done, it was good. It was nice. It's what he wanted it to be. So your big nose, hey, when your two parents got together, this is what you got. Come on. That's what you got. So when you come and try to fix it, when your kids grow up and say, why, why, mama, I don't have your nose? Why, mama, I don't have this? Because, boo, mama bought this. <laughs> this not the original. So that's what you're working with. But you got to know that I am important the way I am because of God. I'm in his image and I'm in his likeness. So like your big hips, like your skinny legs. Because, you know, we always want something that somebody else has. In high school, 
The girls with the little curly hair, that good hair that can just wet it in the curl. We liked that. I liked that. <laughs> then they wanted my straight hair. And then nowadays, hey, you don't got long hair? Go buy some. You want curly hair? Go buy some. You want it long? Go buy some. There's a way to make it happen. But when we can like who we are, when we can like the hands that God gave us, when we can like the feet that God gave us, when we can like the body shape that God gave us, we're going to be better off because we in his image and in his likeness. Genesis 2, 3 said, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctify it because in it he rested from all his works which he had created and he had made. He rested from all that he had done. This time with the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a part in our lives. That's the part of the Trinity that's our help. That's the part that's going to help you change the things that you don't like about yourself. That's your strength. That's your empowerment. That's your ability. That's your indwelling is the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is our source of power. He works, his work within us takes a lifetime. It's not going to happen overnight. This is part of the process. His job is to enable us to do everything God desires and to transform us into the people he wants us to be. That's why if you don't ask the Holy Spirit to help, you leaving help on the table. We're going to go through 12 functions that the Holy Spirit does for us based on scripture. This week, I'm going to ask you, as you're going through your day, Inquire of the Holy Spirit and ask him to help whatever the situation may be, whatever the circumstances may be. Because you don't want to have that second person that can help and you going all about it by yourself. And that's, this is his job to be able to help us to be all that God wants us to be. Is it going to be overnight? No, we just said it's going to be a lifetime. But when you make one step and another step, you're making progress to be all that God wants you to be as an individual. Number one, he convicts us of sin. John 16 and 8, after the Amplified. And he, when he comes, will con convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need for a savior and about righteousness, and about judgment. Number two, he permanently dwells in us. John 14 and 16. And I pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and that he abide with you forever. 
Verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. He's our help. Use the help. Number three, he seals us. Ephesians 1 through 13. Ephesians 1 verse 13. In him you are also trusted, after whom you heard the word of God, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. With salvation, he came along with the promise for you. He sealed you for such a time as this. He teaches us. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father was sent in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. Luke 12 and 12 also said, for the Holy Spirit would teach you in that very hour what you are to say. That's why we have to know the word. Because I got help on board, but if I don't know I have help, then I'm going this path by myself. I have help. I don't have to go it by myself. Number five, he guides us unto all truth. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the father, the message regarding the son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He's going to guide us. He's going to tell us. So when I ask the spirit, okay, why well, I'm going through this? He gave me an answer. Because he want me to know why I'm going through what I'm going through. He don't want me to take it blind. This is why you're going through this. This is what I'm working out of you as an individual. Because I am maturing you in this area. He reminds you, and that's the same with John 14, 26, that he said he will bring things back to our remembrance. I'm learning to make a habit as I pray and I seek him. Okay, God, whatever you have for me to do today, even the things that I planned that I might have forgot about, bring back to my remembrance. Why? Because we got so much. We got family. We got work. We got all these other things that we, we can do and have to do. And I don't want to miss it. So I ask the Holy Spirit to remind me. And then he'll bring it back to my remembrance. What do I need to get done? What's deadlines at work that I need to hit for this day? Remind me. Bring it back to my remembrance. He bears fruit through us. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the spirit of truth. The result of his presence within us, 
is love, unselfish concerns for others, joy, inner peace, kindness, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. How we act and why we wait. Your situation. Is you thanking the God that, yeah, I might not like it, but somebody is worse off than me. Are we saying, God, I know you coming to. I'm going to get up every day. Is, is it today? But he's looking at how we act and why we waiting. John know if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And he'd be like, okay, mine's done. That don't mean he don't have to wait. But if he waiting in my face, <sighs> come on. It's like, is that gonna make me move faster? No. It might make me wanna rethink that do I really wanna do this? What's your attitude and your waiting? Holy Spirit, help us. Help us. Help us. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. He comforted us. John 16, 7. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be close fellowship with you. It told us all that he was going to do for us. Do you need comfort? Do you need an advocate? Do you need to be strengthened? This is his job. This is what he's doing for us. So that's why we got to ask him daily to help us. Just because you feel like a nut, you don't need to act like that nut you feel. Some days are better than other days. But this is our help to get us through this process. He equips us with spiritual gifts, Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. There are different kinds of spirits, spiritual gifts, but the same spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives the ability to offer their particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some ways in each person for the good of all. So I might can't do what you do. You might can't do what I do. How you serve might not be the same way I serve. But it's going to be all for the good of the people. 
all for the plan that God has for us. So we can't wish we had somebody else's job. You got to be happy with the job that you have. And when some of us, it took a minute to be happy with our job. <laughs> but that's what he equipped you for. That's what he's equipping you for. Because your handprint, your DNA ain't my handprint or my DNA. We might act the same. We might do similar things. But we are different. And we are created for a purpose. That's why everybody is needed. We can't count nobody out. Because what they bring to the table and what you bring to the table. Isn't that, we're not a team because we work together. We are a team because we respect and we care and we love each other. That's why we're a team. Because we all got a job to do. That's why I say it's one destiny. One destiny. Because we're working together. Your gifts, my gifts, your abilities, my abilities. For the good of all to do what God has commissioned for all of us to do. If it's cleaning the toilet, we still need you. If it's greeting, we need you. Everybody is needed. Everybody have different gifts and abilities and talents. And when we come together, we are awesome for God. He fills us. The Holy Spirit is the one that fills us. Ephesians 5 and 18. Do not be drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and consistently guided by him. He's the one that fills us and guides us and helps us. Number 11. He empowers us. Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. He's our empowerment. He's the one that put his super on our natural. You go in like Clark Kent, come out, Superman, Superwoman. Not based on you, but based on his empowerment. I have one, one more, then we're going to close. He transforms us. John, if you get my picture... Not working? All right. Well, we're going to have a picture of how God transforms us when we look into the mirror. How we become more like him daily. Because the spirit is helping us. So when I look in the mirror, after a while, I don't see me. I see God in me. So the picture is no longer me, but God. 
on the inside of me. And that's what you see. Why? It's going to take a lifetime. But as I'm doing what he's saying, I'm no longer doing what evil wants. I'm doing what God wants me to do and to be. So when others see me, they see Christ. As we walk this walk to do what he has empowered for us to do, he transforms us. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the, the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we are with unveiled faces, beholding as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the spirit of the Lord. So we are changing daily. If we are asking him to transform us, to not be ourselves no longer, but to be who God wants us to be. that we will live the life, that we will be the saints of God that he wants us to be, that we will help those that he have called us to help. That's what the Holy Spirit can do for us. Use the help. 